In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a fateful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain! boy, John. That was right on the target. Thanks, Stan. I'm John Kerlinski. I am Stan Hudson. We want to welcome you to another fun episode of Sink the Beagle, where we take lighthearted looks and pot shots at evolution and try to upbuild the concepts of creation in the minds of the listeners. We use smart bombs, too, because we're smart here. And we know how to bomb. (laughs) (laughs) We regularly bomb on Sink the Beagle. (laughs) Actually, Stan, we want to take a topic that hasn't been explored too much. In our current culture, actually, but it's a topic that they're trying to put on a scientific foothold. Mm. It's a recent study I've seen, and I wish I could quote the author. If you email me or check us out at Sink the Beagle, you know, you mm-hmm. can uh, basically we'll give you the source. I hate okay. to, I hate to, for, I forgot on the CD, and the CD's at your house, Dan. Okay. But here's the point. There was a study done, <laughs> and there was a link. It's always been assumed, but never been proven scientifically or measured scientifically. Okay. And that is the link between someone's worldview and their view of morality or how we ought to live, especially on this report was done a view of even sexuality. Morality being the one's idea of what is right and wrong, what constitutes proper living and proper and moral improper. behavior or acceptable behavior. Okay. And they wanted to know if does the view, does your view of origins, your worldview uh-huh. impact that? Well, duh, you would think it would, but I assume that's where you're going. Yeah, they never studied it, so no one could say definitely it does. It's kind Mm -hmm. of a hunch that a lot of people had. Well, there was a scholar who did a a, a doctoral dissertation on it, Okay, and he basically gathered a bunch of questions together that related to our philosophical belief of our origins, Ah, whether we were evolutionists or creationists or theistic evolutionists. I don't know if he broke it down quite that fine, but basically it was evolution versus creation. Okay. And he submitted a bunch of questions that relate to moral issues, i.e., I think he had on the list was abortion, sexuality, premarital sex, heavy mm-hmm. petting as teenagers, mm-hmm. mar- sex mm-hmm. outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. I think they also included some areas of criminal ethics and violence, lying, cheating, and stealing in the thing. Okay. Issues of morality. And right. so they sent out these questionnaires to science teachers. To science teachers. Okay. Ooh. They All right. What did the, they find out? Well, let me just get a little more into the study. <laughs> because you, where are, you gonna, how, are you just going to send them out to every high school in the nation? Well, not quite. But what they did for their study mm-hmm. to make it on a scientific basis, they went to the National Academy of Science Teachers. All and right. they got their database. And the database had about, oh, thousands and thousands of science teachers on it across the nation. And sure. so they, they attempted a group of around 1,200 well, Thirteen hundred. That's still a, that's a, still a significant sa- a large sampling. sample. But they needed a, they needed a sample of I think three hundred and eighty returned questionnaires, uh, random questionnaires to be a valid sample. Mm-hmm. And so the scholars submitted them to some uh, doctoral teachers in the science departments of uh, some leading universities, five of them, for their peer approval of the questionnaire, mm-hmm. and did based on a lot of statistics. I never thought statistics were anything good. I always avoided them. And now I know why after reading the study. Kind of got long and boring. But the whole gist of the matter was quite interesting. What did they find out? Well, they found out that there is a correlation. They passed out the questionnaires and they only got 
an insignificant number back, and then they restated it at, with the postage paid, et cetera, and they got more back until they had what they would consider a reliable database. Mm-hmm. And out of the questionnaires, the questions basically said, do you believe, do you believe and teach evolution as predominantly taught in science textbooks today? Is mm-hmm. that your current belief? So they mm-hmm. nailed that one down. Sure. And of course, among the national science teachers, there was a, a large number yeah, who believe in that. Sure. But there weren't all of them. Mm-hmm. Because some of their universities were private universities that were also on the list. They have the, you know, that are part of that same association who were uh, creationists. So creationists snuck on there. Okay. A few of them did. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot, but enough to make the s- sample significant. Okay. And they began to measure things. They would say, is it appropriate? One of the questions I remember was, is it appropriate to on your first date to kiss? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know what? What? Just about everybody said, sure. Okay. Creationist. If you want to give the person you're dating a smooch on the first date or early on in your relationship, no problem. Yeah, that's right. What, who cares about a slap or two? I mean, that's... Did you get slapped <laughs> on your first date, Stan? <laughs> and your next question that you found out <laughs> on that? that study was... <laughs> what was your first date? Do you remember your first date? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, oh, good. With who? <laughs> get back on topic, John. Okay, okay I'm back on topic. Here. The next question... <laughs> these women out of Africa... No. <laughs> That's right. His wife came from Africa. Little listeners, Cindy's a wonderful lady. Missionary daughter, yes. Missionary daughter. The second uh, question had to deal, well, would you, you know, hold hands, I think was the first one, actually. Mm -hmm. Then kiss was the second. Mm -hmm. And hug passionately was the third. Okay. You know, and then came heavy petting, kind of something, you know, and and then Mm -hmm. came actually intercourse, not on the first date, but intercourse with someone you're not married to. It actually progressed in dating. At what point is this an acceptable behavior before marriage, after marriage? They were taking this thermometer kind of test on these science, uh, science teachers. And they discovered that your belief on whether you believed in evolution and creation also had a corresponding level of morality. Okay. Those who believed in a literal creation or a biblical creation, Mm -hmm. maybe not the years involved, but at least had a level of it, Mm -hmm. were much more likely to say that sex is only acceptable in marriage. Uh Uh-huh. A strong, you know, strongly agree or disagree. They Uh, would strongly agree with that. Now, see, I could have probably saved this guy some time and trouble for that, but I guess it's important to find it out statistically through his study. It is, uh, yeah, it's kind of common knowledge. I think just uh, you can tell those that don't have that kind of biblical root or basis for morality are going to be in, in a different area. And they also, you know, they applied this through other areas of, of life. Mm-hmm. And they th- then they also found that those who uh, believe strongly in evolution, who had no theistic ideas or kinds at all, had no trouble with concepts of living with people and having sex outside of marriage or or outside of a level of commitment. But that's consistent with the belief system, isn't it? That we're all animals, basically. We're all part of the animal kingdom. We are just simply evolving through natural selection, kind of, you know, by Big Bang Theory, and here we are. Let's do a little natural selecting. Would you like to join me? (laughs) Yeah, eat, drink, and uh, be merry for tomorrow we die kind of thing. That, That would play out, wouldn't it? It is interesting that the study show that. And it was interesting also that some of the people who were more evolutionists really sent some nasty messages back to the surveyor when they thought they could see through what the reasoning was behind it. They could figure out why they were asking those questions. Wonder why they would think that, Stan. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, okay, yeah. Because they'd be guilty as charged. They they understand that uh, if you believe in God, or if you support the theory that there is a God who creates us, that we may be answerable in some way to moral issues. And that's really one of the big issues behind a lot of the of the evolutionary humanistic thought, to get mm-hmm. God out of the picture so I'm not accountable, or I, I'm totally free. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, Adolf Hitler was certainly an evolutionist big time. And his morality was most definitely affected by that. Now, not obviously that all evolutionists think like Adolf Hitler, but there's no question that if you take it to its furthest extreme, morality is just something that kind of just fits, uh, you know, one size doesn't necessarily fit all, but you just use it as needed. But there's no real, there's no anchor, there's no consistency, there's no agreement by all people because everybody's standard is whatever works for you. Yeah, and that, that is the evolutionary model. See, what we're getting at in our Sink the Beagle is that that you do not have a foundation for morality or a moral society mm-hmm. under an evolutionary worldview. There is mm-hmm. no foundation. Morality mm-hmm. is what fits mm-hmm. whatever society or whatever the moment dictates. Mm-hmm. An example, you know, we often, the Bible would have a morality saying that thou shalt not kill. Definitely, know? yes. And uh, in many cultures of the world, it's kind of a recognized thing that murder is wrong. Most mm-hmm. cultures. Mm-hmm. But, and incidentally, the Hebrew word is thou shalt not murder. Murder. And if you put it with the Ecclesiastes, there's a time to kill. There are times when it's appropriate in biblical understanding to take a life, but to murder is not acceptable. Is, is, is an immoral act, according yeah. to Scripture. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. If you follow evolutionary thought, anything goes to a degree. Mm-hmm. And in some cultures, you could say to an evolutionist, well, in some cultures, we're told to, you know, biblically based ones say, love your neighbor. And mm-hmm. in other cultures, not so much today in this world, but a hundred years ago, it was okay to eat your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibalistic cultures that yeah, practice right. cannibalism, not many today in the world, maybe I'll, a few in yes, some I'll remote take, islands. I'll take my neighbor on rye with mustard. <laughs> <laughs> mustard yes. Neighbor on rye. A little parboiled, you know. <laughs> parboil them, please, and grill them. <laughs> Put them in the pot. Must have been evolutionists. Must have been evolutionists. <laughs> well, they certainly no. weren't creationists as, as in the having biblical a biblical model. sense, right? Right. And so they were able to correlate these sorts of things. And that's what is interesting. That that's a teaching throughout the scriptures. When you don't have a, a home base that's outside of your experience and existence, when you don't have a worldview uh, that encompasses something bigger and brighter than better than yourself, you kind of end up with our, what our torpedo text says. And it's found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 20. You got that for us? Yes, it says, He who has a deceitful heart finds no good. He who has a deceitful heart. And actually, uh, I like another version of it. It says, Mm -hmm. he who has a crooked mind finds no good, finds nothing in which to base good on as well as act good on. Cannot find a basis for morality or for what determines good or bad if his mind is warped. That's where we kind of were going when we were talking a few weeks back on Romans chapter Mm 1 about the perverted mind, the depraved mind. The ones that, and it says that they get that way because they retain no knowledge of God. They they will they don't want to retain a knowledge of God. I think it says. So the, really, this scientist, which actually is a kind of a, a, a he was a kind of a theistic scientist. Mm-hmm. He was a God believing scientist. Wanted to quantify and see 
is the, are those biblical maxims mm-hmm. so? Are the revelations so when it comes to what is considered common, acceptable morality, even mm-hmm. in our society, even in, in, in evolutionary kinds of societies? So, so do you think that, and, and I think what you're leading at here, John, is if you have a society that promotes evolution as the worldview that everybody should have. Or humanism kind of deal. Yes, yeah, and our young people get it from these science teachers or whoever teaches them on the subject of where they came from, i.e., pond scum, uh, it affects, you think, their moral standards or moral behavior, and you think we would see an effect in the nation as a whole? I would think so. I would mm-hmm. think that's one of the major reasons for breakdown in a nation when evolutionary thought is taught alone, because mm-hmm. it divorces life from morality. Life exists. It just happened. There is no bigger, better creation or law or power to abide by. There's nothing to as- to ascend to. No, laws of society say do it just so you don't get hurt and thrown in jail. But other than that motive, if you, if you have no fear of getting caught, and there are a lot of teenagers who have no fear in their shirt and no fear in their yeah. hearts, they they begin engaging in behavior of any kind, which right. becomes acceptable. Nothing's illegal if you don't get caught. And, nothing, <laughs> and if it's not illegal, immoral, or fattening, it's probably no fun in their mind. You know? <laughs> that's right. And therefore, that's the highest good is their fun. Well, okay. So again... Uh, Genesis affects our thinking on on uh, on even morality on society, mm-hmm. and evolution has had its impact on society. Well, I, I look at we had the current Gulf War II sort of deal, you know, mm-hmm. the Operation Iraqi Freedom, whatever name you want to give it. Mm-hmm. But the whole point was that the countries that opposed it going into it are interesting countries. It was France, Germany, and Russia, and in, in Europe they are the most post-Christian countries. In mm-hmm. other words, at one time they were had strong national churches with strong moral beliefs. Lots of church attendance and so on. And now they're almost vacant. Their cathedrals mm-hmm. are empty mm-hmm. and they have no trouble leaving a dictator like Saddam alone. They didn't have any way for the sole purpose that just given enough weapons inspectors, given enough time, he'll start mm-hmm. becoming educated and come around to a higher morality. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says where there is no God, where there is no good heart, no good worldview, morality is non-existent. And we'd seen that in, the, in that kind of regime. So what you believe about where you came from does matter. Thanks for listening to Sink the Beagle. If you have comments, questions, or requests for Dr. John or Dr. Stan, you can email them at hudaho at mindspring.com. That's hudaho, H-U-D-A-H-O, at mindspring.com. Be sure to listen in next time to Sink the Beagle. Join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile. From seven-stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Island.